The Access More Podcast Network has faith-based shows about culture, family, and entertainment without all the other noise so you can discover inspiring conversations easier. Start listening today at accessmore.com. So how does discipleship even happen? Hey, I'm Shay. I'm Michelle. Welcome to the Pantry Podcast, Jesus, not junk food. And today's episode, we're talking about... How does discipleship even happen? It's kind of a crazy question, but first, before we get into all yes. this, we want to shout out some people that are really cool, that have really come on board, given us a lot of feedback, shared a lot of for us. Some on Twitter. Actually, most of these are on Twitter, actually, yeah. all of them. Uh, we got Esther, we've got Jess, we've got Sean, great And then we people. also got Benjamin. I don't know okay. where Benjamin came from, right. but shout out for your support. Thank Europe you Europe so somewhere, but thank you. Yes, <laughs> Appreciate yes. That. Appreciate that. Uh, discipleship, though. Mm-hmm. Where does it even start? Where does it begin? How does it even happen? Uh, you see a lot of different things as you go through the Christian sphere um, of of how people do it mm-hmm. and how people probably don't do it <laughs> because there are a lot of people that we hear all the time saying, hey, I wish I was discipled or I wish I knew what discipleship was like. Or watch this. I wish that like somebody would invest time in me. Right. Like someone show me the ropes. Someone help me out. I wish there was someone I could go to with right. my day-to-day problems, you know, that would apply the Bible because not everyone has has that. And I think that when we start looking at that also, we're looking, sometimes maybe we're too focused. We're like, hey, I'm in this church. This is my church. I love my church. I'm all about my church. And you're looking for that discipleship in your church and it's not working (laughs) out. And you've got like the blinders (laughs) on and you're like, it can only come from here. And And so you're like blinded. You're blinded. It's, It's all like, what? Wait. Hold on, it's not happening. Or 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 you got the other side where you've got people that are like, man, this year, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disciple 15 people. Look, or or you got this, I got a discipleship program of 400 people, and they're all listening to me, and they come and they and, and they listen to what I have to say, and I'm teaching them the word of God. I'm like, that just doesn't feel too discipleshipy to me. There's right. another word. It's, she just came on ca- discipleshipy. <laughs> I like that discipleshipy. You know, I think. Yeah, that seems more like a lecture hall of people, but not like that one-on-one, like this person goes to office hours kind of idea, you know, where like this person's invested and you know about them and it's, yeah, I mean, you can get that from any, like what makes that different than anything at that point, if you're just kind of like listening to them, but they're not having a actual tangible relationship with you. Right, because to us, and I, I believe we agree with this, that it's investment. Right. Um, when we are working with people or people have worked in our lives, it's always been an investment. Yeah. It, it's like they've poured in, we're pouring in. It's like the, they're and watch this, the disciple is pouring back into us. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's kind of cool. It's an even kill and we're moving through and we're like, so how does it start? You know, and it's like, where, where, how do you look at this? How do how do we look at this? Right. And I think we've come to a, a, a kind of a solid conclusion for us, at least, is that it's got to be organic. Mm-hmm. There has to be like a draw of the Holy Spirit. Did you pray about it? You know, it's like my three Ps, right? <laughs> pray, pause, proceed. Right. Did we even pray about this? Or do you just walk into life as, as someone who wants to disciple someone? And you're like, I'm going to disciple 15 this year. You know, I said yeah. that. And it's like, well, did you pray about it? Yeah. Um, and I think when we look at this, we start seeing throughout the Bible that there is a, a lot of things that probably shouldn't have happened. But they did happen. Um, how they happened, you know, all of a sudden Jesus walks up on some fishermen. He's like, hey, sh- you, come on. Right. It's like, oh, that could have been anyone. Right. But 
those were the the disciples he chose. Yeah, I mean that's and that's coming from a God who is sovereign and all knowing, and He is using the Holy Spirit as a guide to pick these people that have been like you know preordained since before man was ever formed. So it's like okay, since we're not Jesus, <laughs> how do we go about it? And the organic thing is is definitely key. I think that the availability portion, you need to be available. Mm. And this goes for both the people who are in a role where you have, you feel like you have a lot to offer, as well as the role who you you have a lot of questions and you, and you want a lot of guidance. Wherever you are in that, you might end up in a year where you find yourself in both roles, wearing both hats, just it, with different people. And, you know, as the season keeps going, we're going into, you know, troubleshooting and best practices and like how to how to be a very receptive learner and, mm. you know, the different roles and the different ways. But the question of, you know, how does it even begin? I don't think it often begins with this very formal, super planned out official, hey, I need a disciple. Are you down? Or, hey... I have decided that I need someone to follow. I'm following you now. Like that's very rarely, not saying that that is unacceptable because that's not what I'm saying, but that's that's a rarer case. Most of the time, it's on our end from the human lens, it's happening organically. Right. Even if it has been preordained by the Lord and planned out, it starts with being available, being open to learn, to be corrected by someone, to be some like open enough that they are going to see into your life to some mm. degree um and or being open to share to give some of your time to answer somebody's questions to be there when they really need somebody to listen and so availability is is key to this and then organically some relationships are going to kind of show up Right. I think that sometimes we even walk into things thinking like this is where it's going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you walk into your church, you're all proud of your church, you're, you're happy for your church. It's you're psyched. Happen. You're like, yo, this is it. I know this is where it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to come from here. And then like it never happens <laughs> or like it doesn't happen for a long time. Yeah. Or you're sitting there in limbo like, wait, you know, here I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm available. But you're looking in the wrong place. Yeah. And so that's where it really is important that we have this relationship with God and that we're constantly in this 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 prayerful position saying, hey, God, guide me. Mm-hmm. Because I really do believe in, in verses like Ecclesiastes 3.1 where it says, for everything there's a season, mm-hmm. right? And a time for every matter under the heaven. That means that even in this, watch this, discipleship would fall right into that same category. If that is what God is telling me in Ecclesiastes, that is going to apply across the whole game and across the whole field. Right. And so therefore, when we're moving forward, we might not even know where it's coming from, but we have to have those that receptiveness too. Mm-hmm. As the disciple, we have to have a receptiveness. Yeah, We have to sit there and say, hey, you know, I'm willing. I want to learn. I want to learn more. Um, because look, I'm going to tell you something. You, We could sit there and we could say that we can trust 100% in the Holy Spirit, which I believe in. I believe the Holy Spirit could teach us anything. If I was out in the middle of nowhere with nobody to talk to, the the tundra of Russia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, somebody was there. <laughs> Worm brand. But anyways, <laughs> but, but, you know, or, or I'm out there just all alone and I have no one to converse with, you know, no body of Christ. For some reason, I'm put in this position. God's going to speak to you. Right. God is going to bring his word exactly where it needs to happen. But see, what's cool is God brought the body of Christ around us so that iron could sharpen iron and we could form these relationships that would grow us. Right. And therefore, when we're talking about where does it start, it starts there. It starts with being available. Like you said, it starts with investments. Um, it's, it, watch this. Here's another one. Being intentional. 
Like what I'm talking about now, we're being intentional. Right. It's like I'm standing up and and I'm like, okay, here I am. And, and this is, I want to learn. Yeah. I want to learn. But I also want, I, I want to caution people that it's not always a calling card. Like, oh, well, I, I studied under this person or I studied, I'm a disciple of this person. That's not what this is about. This is about coming together relationally within your communities so that you can grow and get out and do more work for the kingdom. Yeah. And so it has to start there. And, and, and this really brought me to, to Paul and Barnabas and, and John Mark. What a story, right? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's like an amazing story of, of three men that honestly, when it all starts out, it's like, ooh, that just sounds sour. It's like, I just bit into a lemon. Right. Because I just ahead, walked yeah, in yeah, on yeah. something awkward. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, think, I think that that's a good point because Paul has... Titus and he has Timothy, right? Yeah. As two examples that we know he wrote letters to them. And they seem, I mean, they're they're his sons of the faith. You know, he, mm. he led them. But we also know that Paul went out and he preached to many, many people. Right. And his words led many people to the Lord. However, there were some relationships that were destined for more, for mm, deeper. Right. And in that, there's this availability. And I think that it's also worth saying that there are churches that are very intentional, as yeah, we've said, yeah, yeah. on a systematic level to get discipleship out there. They have discipleship programs and discipleship training. And that's that's great. It's not everywhere, right? So this is this is mostly for those who have no kind of structured manner of getting it. You know, if you have these kind of programs, you still have to be intentionally available to either sign up as someone who's going to disciple or someone who's willing to go sit under somebody. And I think even though in those situations it might feel a little more structured and pre-planned and official, there's still God's hand in it. Mm. So even though it might be someone is sitting there saying, you know, we're going to pair this person with this person or what have you, God also knows this. He's also taking that into account, and he has a plan for that relationship. So it comes in different levels of structure and such, you know. Absolutely. But I think that that's that's worth having that little side note about is that even if you don't have this program, even if you do, these these still – occur there's going to be an organic method that's unique to the two people it's going to be you have to be available you you need to be transparent you need to some degree right you're going to invest so the same thing's true no matter how much structure is behind you and that and that goes i mean that's that's not unknown or uncommon in the world it happens i mean okay how many professors did you really connect with right you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like in the world, it's like, okay, right. not very, very many, right? But then there might have been one that you did, and maybe they, they brought you a little bit more knowledge into what you were learning. Right. Kind of the same principle, except this is more heavenly. And I don't understand why sometimes because it's more heavenly, it gets a little more like, you know, like, but instead this organic kind of starts to defade and it feels like a power struggle. Yeah. And, and, and what we want to really put out in this episode is an understanding that God is going to work in this. Right. That is that is who needs to work in this. We need to just be like we've just said. There's some great points there. We've already said them, but we need those points in our lives. Yeah. Because it makes us available. It makes us well willing. It's like okay, here I am. Use me. Right. Show me. Uh, that's kind of what we walk into with Paul, Barnabas, and John Mark. You look at Paul and Barnabas. Well, watch this. Barnabas was Paul's mentor. Right. People forget that. And people forget that. So it's kind of like, okay, wait, hold on. Barnabas was Paul's mentor. And so then you got Paul, Barnabas, and John Mark walking together. 
So you've got a mentor with Paul, you know, and then you got Paul and, and Paul is bringing in John Mark mm -hmm. and you have all of these cool things and watch this. So John Mark is now being mentored by Paul and Barnabas. Mm -hmm. And this all starts out in Acts chapter 13, uh, where we see this and we really see this, this coming together, actually the most broken part of it coming together, <laughs> but it's kind of cool because they're going to go on this missionary trip. Now I want you guys to understand something. You know, we think sit there sometimes and we kind of compress things. I always say this. We compress the Bible into this little narrow, small space. And it's like, yeah. it all happened within days. Right. And, and, and let me tell you something. How long will it take you to walk 480 kilometers? Eee. Right. It'd take me some time. That would take you some time. <laughs> I remember doing 25 miles a day for four days and 100 miles took us four days, but we were pushing. Yeah, I'm talking. This was military, like marching, like going, and then doing missions. But listen, Jerusalem to Antioch, to Syria, of course, was 480 kilometers. This is where it all starts. So they say so they go back. Now Paul and Barnabas been on the road. They're going back and forth. They've been to Antioch, Syria. Now they got some money. They take it back to Jerusalem. Now they pick up John Mark. Now they're heading back to Antioch, Syria. Did I mention it again? 480 kilometers. Yeah. <laughs> 480 kilometers. No joke. Right. And then from Antioch, Syria, this is their little mission trip. This is kind of how it went on the map, right? It's Antioch, Syria to Seleucia, right? Yeah. Which is 30K mm -hmm. on foot, right? Yeah. Then they go Seleucia to the island of Cyprus, which is 150K sailing, right? And then they go from the, co the, the, the coast of uh, Salamis, right? To Salamis, and that's 10K. So they go inland. Mm -hmm. And then they go Salamis to Paphos, which is another 120K across that island of, 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 right. of Cyprus, right? And then you look at Paphos to West Coast, like a little another 10K. And then they sell another from the East Coast to Perga, right? Uh-huh. Is another 220 kilometers. And that's where John Mark leaves. <laughs> so John Mark, and, and that's in Acts chapter 13, you know, verse right. 13. It says, now when Paul and his party set sail for Paphos, they came to Perga in Pamphylia and John departing from them returned to Jerusalem. Acts and that's Acts thirteen thirteen. Yeah. Now we never know why. We we know something, but you know we never know why. There's a lot that we get kind of fed into this, but he definitely let, left because he was feeling some sort of way. Yeah. Um, he wasn't like all rosy and happy to keep going. He was like, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm kind of done here. Um, but you got to think about this. That's a thousand and twenty kilometers that I just read off. That this man has been with this this team moving and walking and going right and then when you sit there and you think about the island or you know cyprus well then you get into acts chapter 13 verse 6 where now they run into this sorcerer a false prophet right a jews whose name was bar jesus so here's bar jesus in the bible right who was with the the proconsul sergius palace an intelligent man this man called for barnabas and saul and sought to hear the word of god but elimaeus the sorcerer for his name was translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Then Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, O oh, full of deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when they saw that what he had done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. It's amazing. So imagine witnessing all this. You're walking through all this, man, sorcerers and all these people that you're meeting that are mm -hmm. just completely anti-God. And you're being discipled and you're trying to learn all this. Right. I mean, come on. I, I, I kind of cut the man some slack. I think of my own self. I'm like, uh. I would have wanted a break <laughs> right. at least once. But I also know, like, 
It's not the Lord's voice. It's almost this Paul voice in my head anytime I want to take a break where he's like, loser. And I'm just like, and I just imagine Paul being like, you're a loser. Your face weak, work. And I and I know that's not Paul either, right? right? But it's like in my mind, that's not, I never think, oh, that's Jesus telling me this. In my head, it's like this stereotypical Paul figure that I've made in my own mind. Mm. So I kind of feel for him because, you know, I've been on a mission trip where it was just go, 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 go. And I wanted to sit more than I got to sit and just take stock of things. Now, is that something that is required or something I just needed because of where my heart and head was at? I'll never know. But I know that that like it just didn't jive well. So I I can commiserate, even though that might not be why he left. Right. Right. But you know, maybe someone's feet stunk and he just needed some, he needed a break. But regardless of what it was, I feel for him. Well, we know it ended in bad terms because eventually yes. we're going to get to it. We, right. we know it didn't end just with like, oh, you know what, guys? Hey, I'm cool. I'm just going to walk on and do something else. No, that was this, not This how was rolled, like one right? of those like moments where it's like, okay, maybe Paul was like, I'm going to disciple this young man. And maybe this young man was like, I'm going to be discipled by Paul. And, you know, Barnabas is there with him. And, and it's all this mix of like discipleship, maybe discipleship. This yeah. disciple- there was discipleship going on, though. Absolutely. I mean, there was definitely, when you say that, was there intention? Yes. Yes. Right? Was there availability? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> 1,020 kilometers. Mm-hmm. Definitely available. Right? Um, and then you talk about investments. Of course, they invested their time, right? There was, there was, it was organic. Like they were trying to do this, you know, move in the spirit of God, move with God. The, look, that mission trip needed to happen. They needed to go and share the word of God because, look, people listened and they believed. Right. So God had them on a mission. In right. fact, God was using them the whole time. Mm-hmm. It just kind of fell apart. Yeah. And there were some hard feelings on that. Right. Um, because maybe it didn't work out exactly the way that they wanted to. Again, the blinders, you know, maybe it didn't work out the way they wanted it to. And I think that that's sometimes what happens. We sit there and we think that this is the way it's got to be. This is the way it's going to be. I got to be discipled. I got to find that perfect person to disciple me. Or I got to find that perfect person to disciple. I need to pour into somebody so they can learn the word of God from me. And it's like, hold up. Where's God? Right. Where's God? Because we need a whole lot of God and a whole lot of less of us. Right. For sure. Otherwise, we're never going to get to where we need to be. And that's where they were at. They're sitting yeah. there and, and, and he's there. And I don't know what went through his mind, his heart, whatever. But it broke something apart right there. And then, of course, you know, Barnabas and Paul just continue on. You know, they got a mission to do. You know, they've worked together. He's, you know, Paul, Paul's disciple was there. Discipler was there. Paul, yeah. the disciple, was there. Right. And they're like, well, let's just keep moving because this is what we do. Um, and, 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 you know, there was time. And I'm sure that a lot of things that were said on that trip stuck. And, and it shows later because Mark doesn't just walk away. John Mark is Mark, by the way, y'all. Um, he doesn't just walk away. He comes back, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a beautiful thing. So when you look at that, you're like, whoa, he went through all this, quit. <laughs> like, quit. You know, we could sit there and be like, oh, that quit or don't come back to me. Don't don't even try again, which Paul does. But there was one person there that organically, by the, by, by the grace of God and the voice of God, said, you know what, John Mark? No, I'm going to take you. And that happens in Acts 15. And we look at verse 36 through 41, right? Then after some time, Paul said to Barnabas, let us now go back and visit our brethren. in every city, oh man, they're about to do that journey. Like, I love Paul. He is so extra in the best, holiest way. Like nothing, no critique. He just, he just extra. And he's thorough and yes. he's devoted and he's dedicated. And like, 
it's hard to be around Paul, but also like a blessing. You can just tell it's hard, but you're so blessed by it and you're so fueled by it. But like, it just seems like it, it would take a special person, right? In, in, and like equipped by the Lord to be around him because he was so sold out for the Lord. Like so inspiring, but just so extra <laughs> with no offense. And most people probably couldn't hang. Right, right. I'm just going to be real. Like he, <laughs> like he always had a crew. I note that it changes. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. But um, devoted people who just loved him. Yes. Right. And people that he left behind in all these churches loved him. Right. But it, it took a special person in a special season to roll with him. Mm. And I'm sure that that had its own taxing. Right. On on people involved, you and, know, and it shows because yeah. he's like, I want to go back and see these people because he loves them. And, and of people, course, people wanted Paul to come. Yeah, back. there was times that he could only write letters, and they want they wanted to see Paul. Exactly. It, it, this hard dude, everybody looks at the pistol. They're like, oh man, he's really letting people have it. Yeah. Yeah. From love, right? Anyways, but verse three <laughs> says, "Now Barnabas was determined to take with him John, called Mark." <laughs> Notice it's Barnabas. Right, Barnabas is all about John. it. Now, now, obviously, if John, if if Barnabas is feeling this, there there was a calling. Right, I, I really feel like that's one of those times when he was listening to what the Lord was saying, saying, "Hey, you know what? You need to let, let's let's recall this guy." It was however it was spoken to him, however it was guided. John Mark was on his heart, on his mind, and so he's like, and then but Paul insisted that they should not take with them <laughs> the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. I'm like, yo, that dude went 1,020 kilometers and did not go with him to the work. <laughs> I'm like, that dude hard. <laughs> let's not, let's okay. take a moment also to point out Shay is team Barnabas in this. He's like, Barnabas was hearing from the Lord. When Paul disagreed. <laughs> Although Paul might have, <laughs> Paul, look, watch this. Paul might have been un, like, he's, but he's rejecting. Yes. But there's a reason because God's got a purpose. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. just like, you know, it's always funny with like, like, because clearly they both are very strong men of faith and oh, they disagree. Gosh. And in those moments, you're like, uh, who's hearing from the spirit right now? And who's a little off? And you don't want to say. But, why? but Shay's like, Barnabas, clearly. Well, because if you carry that even <laughs> right. forward further, oh, no, absolutely. Paul comes back and gives gives John Mark yes. some cred, yo. Well, anyways, then the contention came so sharp that they parted from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. Interesting. They're headed to the same island, right? <laughs> and uh, but Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren to grace of God. He went through Syria and Cilicia, uh, uh, strengthening the churches. Um, so it's amazing that that journey. They're going to churches they've seen. They're just doing it. And, and yeah. They're breaking up, which honestly, sometimes God uses. Yes. Think about this. Now you got two teams going out. You're covering more ground. You've got more encouragement. What if What if you took all four and you couldn't get to everybody? Right. Right. So now you have these two teams breaking out. Man, you've got Barnabas really working with Mark. You've got Paul working with Silas, which is another success story. So right. it's not like, so maybe this was God saying, you know, I'm going to put a little bit, I'm going to harden Paul's heart a little bit here. So that he can go with Silas. I don't know. Look, I'm just I'm just throwing this out, not yeah. putting any biblical whatever behind this. I'm just saying it's interesting. And right. this is coming from someone who's trained people, who's led people, who's worked with people. Um, I remember our, <laughs> our first trip to to uh, to uh, Costa Rica, and I we've got you. we've got a, a, a Paul in our in our midst. <laughs> His name is Pastor Brent, because <laughs> that brother will run and run. He will roll and but roll and lovingly. Run. 
Absolutely. It, Everyone wants him around, <laughs> including us. Like, totally agree. Totally about it. And, I, and I'm looking at Michelle, and I'm like, hey, I want to go to Costa Rica. She's like, I want to go. And I'm like, but look, I'm going to work. Right. I'm going, and I was I'm down, going down there it. to just whatever. But when you get on the mission field and you start to just, it's constant. It's totally understandable. Yeah. Like, like I've been through combat battles and wars, right? Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I've been a little hard in, in this whole thing. So right. it's like, I know how to like go down and like just clamp it down and be like suffocated and locked in. Because Army will do that to you. Just <laughs> FYI, they tell you what to do. You go where they tell you to go. You don't have a choice. So right. you kind of get used to that. Like, right. I'm boxed in here. Yeah. It's cool. I'm yeah. just going to roll. Right. But tell, say, how'd that feel though? <sighs> No, I think it's it's part heart issue and part just a lack of exercise in any mm. of that because I'm used to going and going, but by myself. I'm very used to, like, you need me to stay up for 27 hours to finish a project. Just leave me alone and trust I'll finish it, right? Like, I won't sleep. I'll barely eat. I'll get the job done. It'll be wonderful. Add one other human and everything's going to go wrong. Because I don't want them there. Okay. That's like window into me. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> good though. Because I just don't like I need to be to escape into my mind to do the work. Right. Now, that doesn't correlate when you're dealing with humanity and the sin nature and the need for the gospel amongst society. Right. Like it doesn't correlate. So you put me in a place that things where you only know the plan moments before. Or maybe sometimes a day or so before you know some like a basic amount of the plan. And you don't and there's no way to kind of factor in when you're gonna have a break. Mm -hmm. Now looking back, I'm like, well, yeah, you're you're flowing and all but I'm one of those people, I'm a big fan of having a plan and letting God interrupt it, not just saying we're gonna fly by the seat of our pants and God's gonna ordain it. And so there's different ways for different folks, right? right? Me, I'm like, let's make a plan prayerfully and then if he deviates us from the plan, praise God, right? But let's have a plan and let's work in rest so we can be at our best and alone time so we can recoup and together time. Like, let's just always be aiming to have all of right. it, but in nice inter intervals. But you can't always demand that. But that's that's what I wanted. And I didn't get it. And I was struggling and I was dealing with different heart issues at the time. And, you know, so it was it was a, it was a mess. I was a hot mess internally, which made me a lot less effective. Mm. Um, the second time that I went was very redeeming because I felt useful and I had a good heart about it. And I was almost prepared for a duplicate of the first time, but it was like more structured, um, which was almost like God throwing me a bone. Like, <laughs> I baptized you in fire, so now let me give you a little easier. But and little yeah. did she know that I was uh, discipling her, pre-discipling her for a future, whatever, because the second time we went... That was when we came out and said, yeah, we're interested in each other. Brent called us on that Well, no, that the first time we went is when... Was that when it was? Yes. Let's, okay. We'll so just, so I, I, took, I had that. <laughs> I'm trying to be Barnabas here. Throw me a ball, man. No. No. In the first trip is when... Was that when? Yes. Okay, the cool. second trip no, we went... Cool. Look. Because hey, guess what? TBI. I'm claiming Because the second trip we were married. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we <laughs> but were. he did go got on a trip got, got, without got, okay. me in the middle when I think we were But that was that discipleship. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to take it down there, you know. Uh -huh. 
I didn't and, feel and then I was very. You I was like, were you too busy. Again. You were too busy on this trip to do anything to help me. Okay, because we were both always just busy on the trip, and I think that's why I commiserate. But all of that huge tangent and digression to say, how do you get to discipleship? Right. right? You get to it in a lot of unexpected ways. You can't always line up your ducks in a row like I wanted in Costa Rica and then out pumps this wonderful mission trip story. I have a wonderful mission trip story from that trip, but through uncomfortable situations, through organic but unexpected outcomes is how I landed with the story that I got. The same is true for discipleship. So you can be intentional and say, I want to be discipled, but it might not always be the person you're aiming for. You might think because you're using your worldly logic and wisdom and your limited senses to say, this is the perfect person for me. This is exactly who I need to be under. And God has someone completely different, you know, and I think that he uses that all of the time to show us that he actually knows what we need. And if we had gotten what we had wanted, we wouldn't be getting what we need. And that's one of the healthiest ways to kind of start out on this journey once you make the decision, yes, discipleship, you know, is to be open for him to throw you anything and be ready with a humble heart. Right. I, I think I brought that regression in only because of the fact that there was difficulties. It's, it's a story that, that plays along. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's a regression. I think it just let me throw out some fun because we need to have some fun on this. Oh, it was, absolutely. It was a rough. It was, it, was, it was tough, but she got through it. She did it. She went yeah. through it. She had time with God. God really did a lot of work in her, did a lot of work in me because here I am, this, this girl I'm interested in. And all of a sudden it's like things are falling apart. I had to learn some things. I had to like grow in myself. Watch this. We weren't married yet, but discipleship was already being played out. Right. We were starting to work in that relationship, and because um, that's when we actually called, came out. Like, okay, thank you for correcting me on that. Okay. But that's where we came <laughs> out. But like, you, you sit there because you know we're discipleship too. We're a discipleship team too. We we work together. We move together. We mold together. We are organic together. We experience together. And so when you're moving through these, those are what those. This has to be right. Just like you said, um, it has to be God, not us. Right. And look at us. How many years later? Cha-ching. 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 <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it, and it's, and it's, so that's where we're at. Yeah. I, I really believe that we just, it has to be something we turn over to God. And it has to be something that God is ordaining. Right. Um, if it feels forced, it's forced. Mm -hmm. um, but don't think that there won't be challenges, you know, even in that organic state of flow, you know, yeah. it's like, no, no, there's going to be hiccups. There's going to be all kinds of things that are going to happen between you and the, and the person discipling you or the person that you're discipling. And there's going to be rubbing and grinding and all this kind of iron sharpening iron. And, and you really, you're working towards, you know, what, what God has always intended is the friendship, the love, the being able to work together, to grow together, to edify together. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. That's it, y'all. So how do you how does you even start discipleship? There you go. You be available, organic, invested, and trusting in the Lord's direction. So just a reminder, you can get our seven-day devotional Jesus Not Junk Food on our website. Mm. It's easy to find on our homepage. You can get that. We put a lot of work together into it. It's a great kind of foray into a lot of what we're talking about here. You can get more info on this episode in the show notes as well as thepantrypodcast.com. And if you'd like to support this show and get it out to more people, patreon.com slash thepantrypodcast. So until next time. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening. The Pantry Podcast is also honored to be featured on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Spark Media on Uplifted, and Eternity Ready Radio.